Hello everyone, it's Mike and it has been a while. I've been doing a lot of thinking and writing recently and I'm excited that I'm going to have something released in the near future and I think it's going to be great but I wanted to, to share some of the things I've been writing about and then some of the things on my heart. I don't have anything planned, uh, just thought I would wing this and, and just share what's going on with me. So I've been in my life coaching practice, I really focus on strengthening the sense of self in others. So I have them focus on themselves. And once we get a good foundation, then we can look at other areas in their life. Maybe they're wanting to start a business or, or create something or, or change a dynamic in their relationships or their friendships or in their family. But in, until we can return home, until we can build that strong sense of self, it makes it really difficult for us to make other changes in our life. And it's not to say that we can't progress and we can't work on strengthening our sense of self with other people or, you know, with our friends or, or even in our current job situation. It's just that we've got to stop focusing on everything in our outer world. We got to stop focusing on other people. We got to stop focusing on our problems and you got to look inward. And that's really the only way to change and to fix that. So, so my focus and my strength is being grounded in myself and keeping a strong sense of self. So I know I've talked about some ways to do that, but I'm going to talk about some background that causes sometimes us to lose our sense of self. And, and a lot of the times, and honestly, especially in the, the Western world, we're taught from a young age to betray ourselves. And I'm not saying this is done on purpose or this is like some crazy thing that someone did on purpose and that um, it's been planned all along, but we're taught so much even in religions and, and in, in our, our current society that you, you sacrifice yourself for the good of other people. And, and that sounds good. You know, that sounds like, it's like a feel good phrase. And, and I want to believe that. And I want, and I want to feel good about that. But deep down, I know that unless we trust ourselves, unless we are whole in ourselves, unless we value ourselves, unless we have a high self-worth, unless we feel worthy to be here and feel worthy to be loved and, and feel worthy to accomplish things, then we're really given a false sense of self to other people when we sacrifice ourselves because what happens? We resent those people. So... You've got to look at the individual, and and this is not political. This is uh, psychological. I usually look at things from a psych perspective. So you, you've got to focus on the individual because if we don't focus on the individual, the the change that we want to happen in our, in our individual lives and then in our current world, it won't happen because it's almost from a forced place. Our individuals have to make choices to strengthen themselves and to make changes. And, and there's a difference between being super narcissistic and selfish and, and just wanting to go out and get things for yourself. Being whole in yourself and having a strong sense of self looks like this. It's that you, you love yourself so much that, that you take care of yourself and that you do the difficult things and that you feel the uncomfortable emotions, the, and, and, you know, and I think people try to avoid pain and feeling discomfort and unconsciously we sabotage ourselves so we don't feel this pain, but, but then it, it is unconsciously expressed in our lives and we create our own hell. We literally create our own hell. So once you become conscious of that, 
And once you start to understand it, you have to know that that pain that you feel, you have to feel it. And that's so compassionate of yourself when you do that. It, it is so loving to yourself when you allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. And it doesn't matter what you're feeling because feelings may not be true, but in your reality, it feels real. And that needs to be honored and expressed. And a lot of the times, those feelings and those emotions are trying to tell you something. They're trying to tell you that, hey, like, I'm, I'm scared right now or I, I'm having a problem. And, and a lot of the times, so I, I like to, usually there's two types of people that I work with. One are going to look at it from a more analytical phase and they're going to think, okay, I have to tell them that you're having a nervous system response that's not appropriate for this situation. Your Abdullah Magada is reacting. The small little little part of our nervous system is reacting because it thinks you're literally going to die. You're in that much danger. And yeah, it's it's actually a great thing. It's how we got here and how we survived. But but think about it like this. So yeah, if a poisonous snake's right below your feet and probably about to strike you, that's a that's a pretty healthy reaction. Thank God that we have that reaction. But if if you're trying to get a new job or start a business or in a relationship or when you start to feel this like super like uncomfortableness and it feels like you're almost going to die in your body and your heart's like, no, 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 no. Like this is, this is crazy. You've got to look at that and you've got to realize for, from an analytical standpoint, your nervous system has, is having a response from a past experience. It could literally be a smell. It could literally be something that you see. It could literally be something that reminds you of it. Most of the time, you're not going to have a memory or a picture when it comes from your body. But that's when you start to experience symptoms of anxiety in your thoughts. And you get to have all these, you start having all these symptoms and these crazy like fear thoughts. So your nervous system is literally trying to protect you from a situation that may actually not be dangerous anymore. And the only way to to work through that is to be in the situation and typically I use breathing exercises and things like that to calm the nervous system down. And you are literally teaching your body that it's, it's actually safe and, and we can handle it and you're not in any danger. So over time that typically goes away or at least reduces. The second way is more metaphysical. So you imagine your nervous system, excuse me, got the hiccups as an inner child. And literally that child is, is scared to death and it, and it's screaming for you to help it. It's so afraid and it doesn't understand. And, and in your intellectual mind and in your conscious, your old soul mind, you've got to say like, listen, I, I may have abandoned you before, but I'm not going to leave you now. I'm, I, we're going to feel this together. And, and then I'm going to let you know that you're safe and I'm going to be here with you. I'm not leaving you. And then we're going to create a new way to feel in this situation because it's actually not dangerous. I know, I know you feel afraid, but it's actually not dangerous. So that's two ways to look at it. But a lot of the times we, we judge ourselves and we, and we spend our whole lives avoiding those feelings and, and avoiding those things that make us uncomfortable. And, and, and it, I like to call it resistance. So we're avoiding this resistance all the time. We're constantly pushing it away. We're pushing it away. But I'm going to tell you, and, and, I, and I watch it in my life, and, and I have to be conscious of it, and I watch it in the lives of other people and the people that I work with, it will never, ever stop coming for you. It will literally beat you into the ground until you're dead. It will never, ever stop coming for you. That resistance is going to be there. And, and the key to getting that resistance is to give into the resistance 
to look into what am I so afraid of? What, what am I not doing that I know I should be doing that would make me better and help me grow, even though it would be uncomfortable? What is it that I'm avoiding? What is it that I'm not doing for myself? So when you feel that resistance, like you get up and you face it. Like that's why I use follow your fears a lot because what that means to me is I become aware of the things that I'm afraid of. I'm not trying to fight my fears. I'm not trying to resist them and I'm not trying to overcome them. I'm trying to look at them because, because it seems like this big monster is inside of you and telling you something, but really it's this nervous system or this kid crying for help. It's literally you asking like, don't leave me anymore. Like I need help. Like my body feels this way and I don't understand why, like help me know why. So, so following our fears allows us to observe our feelings, to observe our thoughts, to observe our nervous system responses, to observe when we're, when we're actually anxious and we're having fearful thoughts. And it teaches us how to know our voice and how to, how to, how to strengthen our intuition and how to know what's true for us. So I think the first way to do that is, uh, by telling yourself the truth, you got to be honest with yourself. And no, it's it's super uncomfortable, man. It really is. Uh, it's still uncomfortable for me. It's still challenging for me. And one of the reason reasons I love working with people that may struggle with this, or even when they're good at it, is because it reminds me daily that I need to look at this stuff myself too. Like it's it's a it's an ongoing process. I. I I feel whole in myself, but I also know that I got to keep an eye on to make sure that I keep my sense of self and I, and I keep my self care routine and I, I keep the things that make me feel whole and feel good about myself in place. So it's great reminders, but a lot of times most people spend their life resisting this. So the, the biggest thing on building a sense of self is to really start to look in what you're afraid of and to challenge the feelings that you're having because they're feelings. They're not always based in logic and they're not always based in truth. So when we're brave enough, when we're courageous enough to look into those things, to dive into them, to, to be willing to feel uncomfortable and feel pain and feel afraid. People think that they're, they shouldn't feel their pain, that it's, that it's embarrassing or it's weakness. It is the most brave thing that you could ever do for yourself because that's where we, we grow. And that's where we start to take away these pieces of us that we don't need anymore. And we can put in new belief systems and new patterns and new nervous system responses that actually serve us. That's what it means to love yourself. And and I talk a lot about the difference between self-esteem and, and self-worth. Self-esteem is based on what other people think of you. It's a projection of what you think other people think of you, which may be true or not. And it could change on a daily basis. That's why self-esteem is bullshit. You need to focus on self-worth. Self-worth is how you feel about yourself, not how anybody else feels about the, about you. Because how you feel about yourself doesn't change. It can't. You Only you can make it change. So... That's what puts you back in your power, and it allows you to be in, in control. And not that we can't, we can't control other people. We can't control the situations that happen in our lives, and, and we have to accept that. We have to surrender to that. But we can control how we feel about ourselves, how we treat ourselves. You know, in those moments when we mess up, do we beat ourselves up? Do we put ourselves back in a, back in a cycle of shame? Do, do we go into hiding? Or do we say that I love myself so much 
that it's okay to forgive myself for this and and it's okay to make new choices and it's okay to move forward. So that's a huge difference there. So you've got to focus on your self-worth, not your, not your self-esteem in those situations. So, and self-care is those uncomfortable things that we talked about and talking about strengthening your sense of self, but there are also things that, that make you forget everything that's going on. Like, what did you like to do when you were a kid? Like, what makes you just forget everything? Like, what makes you get into flow? Like, you, you've got to find those things that, that make you feel like that again. Because what you're doing, you're reconnecting and you're opening your heart and you're, make, you're opening your nervous system and making it a little bit more relaxed. Like, we're a little bit more in flow and we're a little bit more safe. So, it could be riding your bike. It could be going for a walk. It could be going and playing a sport you used to play. It could be just listening to music or going for a drive by yourself. It's, it's reconnecting with yourself. It's spending time with yourself. It's being comfortable. So, so many of us are uncomfortable just to sit still with ourselves for 15 minutes, for five minutes, for two minutes, because we want to avoid the feelings that we're resisting so much that we distract ourselves our entire lives. And I was just writing about this today. You know what? I spent the majority of my life running from myself, running from what I did not want to feel, what I did, I did not want to face. And I used people and I, I closed myself off so much that I thought that nobody could ever hurt me. But really, I was just breaking my own heart. And, and eventually it did. Eventually, I was just split in two. Like my psyche was split and, and I had no choice but to change. I, I had no choice. And and I'm so grateful for that experience and, and for the and for that work that I put in to 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 be better for myself and, and and to remember that I was already whole and there was nothing really missing. It was just things that I needed to let go of and, and know that I could build a self. I could build who I wanted to be and, and, and it wouldn't be betraying myself and that I would still have that aspect that would always be me. And I think that's what the spirit and the soul is that there's this, there's this sense and this awareness of something behind us that never changes, but we can change our uh, internal world and then really our, our, our outer world by doing that. So I think that's, that's a gift given to us that we don't have to stay stuck, that we can change. And, and it's, it's difficult if you haven't done it. And it's, you know, it's, I never thought I was going to get there. I mean, honestly, and then I woke up one day and I was like, I am completely different. And I didn't even notice, like, I didn't even notice, like, I don't react like this anymore, that, that I don't chase these highs and lows and that I'm steady and that, and that I love myself and that my self-worth is, is high and it has everything to do with me. It doesn't, it doesn't, what's great about it is you're going to go through painful experiences. You're going to hurt. Like that's, that's part of life. Unfortunately it is, but, but you have to let yourself feel those things because at the end of the day, if, if you open your heart and if you let yourself go through situations that you can't control, like you're, you're going to experience pain. Like you can't control other people. You can't control other societies. You can't control what's going on in the world, but if you have a strong sense of self, if you're grounded in who you are, if you love who you are, if you take care of yourself, if you stop betraying yourself, and if, and if, if you feel that, that if you go back to your body and you live in your body and you're here and you're in this moment, it doesn't matter what pain you feel. It doesn't matter what you go through. 
Like you're going you're gonna to be fine because you have yourself. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's in your life. The only person we have is ourself. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have, you know, friends and family and, and intimate relationships and partners, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends. We absolutely should. But we should feel so whole in ourselves that the love we extend to those people is from a place of, of giving and not resentment, not to get anything. But so that you love yourself so much, it just shows that, like, I, I want you to love yourself and I want you to feel good, too. So it doesn't matter what you go through. If you build that strong sense of self, it's a game changer. And and that's what I, I'm, I'm writing about and, and I hope to share with you guys soon and, and I hope to make it available for purchase for you. But I think I'm going to stop. I don't even know how long that was, but I wanted to put something up. And, and I, I really appreciate all of you that follow. I, I appreciate every one of you that listens. Uh, if you need anything, if, if you just have a question or just want to contact me, it's uh, mike at jmikefields.com, or you can shoot me a message on social media. It's j.mikefields, and, and I'd love to hear from you. But that's it for me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.